1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Wow! Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? I am your Not Hungry host, too, Brie. Let I know. me get a snack.
0: Well, you know, for those of you that you know, know the background behind podcasts, you do a lot of this thing called
1: batching. Batching is amazing. We talk about batching in our, well, did we talk about it in our time management episode? A little bit. A little bit a, a batching. little bit
0: a little bit but yeah so like with batching you know you're recording a couple of episodes at once mm-hmm. and we did like two and then you're like okay I need to stop or else I'm gonna pass snack.
1: out I need a snack Ooh. I'm eating healthier our bodies need food yes I'm eating well I don't want to say eating healthier I, I go into this a lot that food has such like judgment and shame attached to it and sometimes even the eating healthier has a lot of shame attached to it really because there's not really a definition of healthy I mean if you look at for instance like weight watchers is weight watchers healthy well there's a lot of sugar in those foods like it could be it could be like you can make the argument for it is keto healthy well keto has a lot of added fat to it so is that healthy so there's just so many interpretations and uh yeah healthy has shame and it's not defined maybe less refined foods. Less refined foods. Less Less processed processed foods. foods. More whole foods. There we go. Yeah, See more whole foods. My snack was a hard-boiled egg with everything but the bagel seasoning. Have you had that from Trader Joe's? I've heard so much about this. You just sprinkle it on and a little bit of salt and it's like you have an egg and an apple, <laughs> and actually, I feel much better after eating that. So, see, there you go. It gives you the
0: fuel that your brain needs to move forward.
1: Yeah, it's very it's proteiny. <laughs> if only
0: our kids would listen to us when we tell them that
1: you well, need a balanced breakfast. I think the only way we can do though is just to have them see how we eat. Like, true, my husband and I have gone a lot off of the processed food, and we're not eating out as much. And my kids don't like it right now. It's a real fight. And literally, my son said to me well, just because you're choosing to eat this way doesn't mean we should. And I'm
0: like, that is the exact (laughs) argument that has happened in my house whenever I try to do the whole 30. And the whole 30 to me, like I like it because it cuts out the sugars and I've got such a sugar sweet tooth and it makes me do better. But yeah, my kids say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Just because you're eating, and that's what they're warning. just because
1: you're eating healthy doesn't mean we have to. And I'm like, "Mm." well you know i mean hey you're giving the model for it exactly and i always think you need a plan like you do whole 30 we're doing uh macro counting see yeah. so i'm trying to up my protein intake
0: i mean and there's times where it just happens naturally which is awesome but we are getting way off subject here we are so getting way off subject Not to do with our episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just get in getting these little things no our episode today is about chores Yes, and about how you can get
0: your kids to do their chores at home. And chores we're using like I'm going to give you this disclaimer right now. We're using the word chores, but in your family it might be contributions, mm-hmm. might be responsibilities. Yep, it could be anything. Yeah, it doesn't so please don't click this off just because you're hearing the word chores and you're like, "Nope, I don't believe in my kids doing chores." Okay, we're just talking about the things that our kids need to do around the household to make our family work, to make
1: our household run. Yep. And we're going to tell you how to deal with it when they don't do it and how to get them to do it more often and more frequently.
0: This episode of the No Get Mom
1: podcast is brought to you by our free masterclass, the five mistakes that are keeping your family from helping out. It is the perfect complement to this episode, in fact, because we really dig into the things that our society tells us that we should be doing to keep our kids, quote unquote, accountable that don't work. They don't work. And so in this class, you're going to learn the five mistakes that we as parents do and also see how to fix it. So I will see you in class. You can join at noguiltmom.com forward slash registration dash the number five dash mistakes. And we'll also have a link to that in our show notes. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode will tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. Okay, so chores, they are such a hot button issue because I know we (laughs) hear about this
0: from parents All the time, and this comes up all the time. It's Mm -hmm. so much so that, it like you just mentioned, it's in our free master class, and it's part of our common happy parenting. Yeah, because getting kids to stick to doing their responsibilities
1: at home is a struggle. It's a struggle, and also I would say second to that is how do you get your spouse to help out at home as well? Oh yeah, that can be another big one. We do get that one. We did one a lot.
0: It. I will say with that one I feel a little bit more where I feel like I'm walking a little bit more on like thin ice.
1: The ice but Yeah,
0: because I just feel like I had to be careful about what I say because I don't want to um have anybody feel I I feel like I can say things about kids getting their chores done and, and processes that you can use. Mm-hmm. And parents tend to take that with thicker skin. Yeah. Than when you're talking about their spouse, because that's a more intimate relationship.
1: It is. It but, is.
0: But not not to say that these things aren't so effective. They definitely are.
1: Not to say that, yeah, it's different too, because the way we approach chores here at No Guilt Mom is really through a conversation and relationship-based dynamic, right. which also works For spouses, because we're talking about communication, we're talking about communicating our own needs, our own feelings, and figuring out what we want and then letting other people know what we want and how to meet them in the middle. And I think that's where the thin ice comes from sometimes. Well, the dynamic is different. The dynamic is different between spouses and kids. Kids, you're looking at it from a teaching perspective, whereas spouses, you're looking at it as your partners.
0: Right. So it can seem more intimidating.
1: Yeah. That's what I would say. Yes.
0: But again, neither n- neither here nor there chores. They chores. are the bane of every family's existence. How do you get everybody in the household to help out so that all the responsibility doesn't lie on one person's shoulders, which I'm going to be honest, people, tends to be on mom's shoulders.
1: It does. It does. And it's horrible. It's and we're going to help you out of that because it shouldn't be all on you. So the first, the first thing always, always, always we recommend is um, really – um, here's the thin ice again. <laughs> Before we can get kids to help out with chores, we need to make sure the adults in the house are on the same page when it comes to chores. Now, that's only if you have your parenting partner living in the house. That's the adults in your house on the same page. Right,
0: right. So to give you like from the single parenting or the co-parenting factor of like you know kids uh, divorce and the kids being at two different homes. I'm going to tell you this right now. You cannot control what happens in other people's households. Just let go of that. Um, I am actually, my therapist recently said something really amazing that I felt like made it really an easy way to explain this to your kids. So like if you have kids that are in multiple households and they're like, well, I don't have to do that at dad's house. I don't have to do this at so-and-so's house. You know, okay, here's the deal. Do you play games, Joanne? Yeah. Okay. When you're playing... Tycoon uh-huh. on Roblox. Yes. Do you play with a different set of rules than you play when you play mi- uh, Minecraft with your son? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a different set of rules. So uh-huh. When you're in one household, you're playing oh. one game. You have one set of rules. I like and expectations. that. That's and when a, you come over to this one,
1: that is a great explanation of it. I never thought of it that way. And when he said it, I'm like, of course, of course. Yes, yes that to- makes total sense. How to do that?
0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Bree here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live and Clear with Claritin D., designed for serious allergy sufferers claritin d has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms
1: in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Or just click on the link in our show notes. So when we talk about getting your parenting partner on the same page, it's really having a discussion about chores. Yes. Having a discussion on how chores are like de- like delegated in your home. A really great resource on this is the book Fair Play by Eve Rodsky. And it's about sharing that chore dynamic in your home. So if you really want like the insight into how this could work and how this can benefit and make you a happier person and even have a better relationship, go check out Eve's book. It's amazing. And uh, spoiler alert, she will be coming on the podcast. She's coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. Yes, we're so excited for that (laughs) one. I'm so excited. So after you and your parenting partner are on the same page and you agree that, hey, kids should be taking on more around the house, uh, we're sharing more around the house, well, then we go to the next step, which is actually assigning chores. Yes, but I'm going to say this. Before you get
0: to that point, I just want to ask for you to have an open mindset Mm -hmm. because we talked about this on another podcast about, um, we had one about what to do in your kid lives, right? A lot of times when our kids aren't doing chores in the household or aren't feeling, sticking up to responsibilities, we might have the wrong mindset about this. We might be thinking, my kids are rude.
2: Oh, My yeah. kids are lazy.
1: Mm-hmm. My
0: family's lazy. My my family wants to be rude. They, they don't respect me. They don't want to
1: help out. They don't want to help me. They just want me to do everything for them. Or they expect me to do everything because I'm mom. Yeah. And how, and then, and then what happened? And then, and then shouldn't I do everything for them because they're so stressed at school and then maybe I should just make their lives easier. Oh, see, you're you're better about that. I go straight
0: straight into resentment. What? Why do I have to do everything? But I get the guilt. I I digress. We all have these feelings. So just what I'm saying is before you start having the conversation, just make sure that you have checked your mindset at the door, that chances are very good. Your kids, your family, are not trying to be rude. They don't necessarily think that they're, they don't. They're not necessarily being lazy, and not in every case, but in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, they don't necessarily think that because you're mom, you have to do everything. There might be some some misunderstood expectations there, which yes. we'll get to. But that doesn't mean that that's what they're thinking.
1: Yes. So it's really good to. To make sure you're aware of your thoughts about that process. Yes. Um, but when you when you have chores, when they're assigned in your home, and we really go into this in depth in Calm and Happy Parenting about the family meeting you use to get chores. Div- like, yes, my favorite up. way. I want to say deviated, but that's not the word. It's <laughs> up among all the family. And then you get into the situation where the dishes are left in the sink or the dog poop is in the yard for weeks on end. Or, or
0: the kid's job is to take out the recycles and the recycles are completely full and starting to fall on the floor. What do you do? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. First of all, after you allow the rage to come out. Rage. Rage. It's all rage. I always think of this um, scene from Jan Frankenstein I have not oh. seen that
1: movie.
0: Oh my goodness. Madeline Klein, I think, is her name. And she's like, I'm so angry. Those flames, flames coming out of my head. It's oh. flames. Like, that's what I always say when I get really, really mad. Yeah. But okay, so you see them not doing it and you are angry. Allow yourself to process being angry first. Mm-hmm. Because you can't solve any problems when you are mad.
1: No, You're and it's not- okay to be mad. Yeah, it is okay. It's so okay why to, be mad? to process it. It's okay to be snippy. Like so often when I get mad, I have the inclination that I want to apologize for being mad, and I'm like, no, I handled myself very well during that mad episode. Thank you very much. I am allowed to have those feelings. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's an important thing we want you to
0: know. Like mm-hmm. trying to push them down and make them not happen—that's not uh, the best scenario because. Feelings have a way of popping out no matter what. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And if
1: you need to excuse yourself, you can actually be like, I'm really upset seeing that and I need some time to cool down.
0: Right, right. And do what you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. I also love having my friends that I can call and complain to. <laughs> be like, <laughs> I need to vent.
1: You know what they
0: did. <laughs> they did this. <laughs> so, okay. So, again, chores are like you guys already talked about it. You had the conversation. Everybody agreed to doing something, right? Mm-hmm. And now people in the household are not um, holding up their end of the bargain. Yep. So, What do you start with? Like, how do you start dressing this?
1: So the first thing is to figure out the why. And sometimes I figure out the why just by watching them. Like are they getting distracted? Do they have a specific time they need to get the chore done by? That is a big one. I feel like I agree with that one. That's a big one that a lot of us miss. That's a big one because it's just with work. Like when you know that you have to get something done by a specific time, you get it done by that time. Now it may be like, you get it done an hour before that time, which is fine. Which is how the human brain works. Yeah. Um, our friend Ned Johnson, he has a great TikTok out there about how teen brains and kid brains work a little differently than adult brains. Whereas, like us, we'll see a limit approaching and we'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I need to make sure like I'm not stressed during this time. I'm going to start planning for it ahead of time and do it ahead of time." Whereas kids, they don't yet have the experience. They don't yet have the brain development to plan ahead like that, and their system. They're like, I don't want to say panic system, but their urgency mm-hmm. doesn't kick in until much closer to the deadline. So, what I'm hearing is,
0: I could continuously remind, 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 and nag, and my child is not going to feel that timeline the way mm-hmm. that I feel the timeline. Exactly. So, while I'm getting mad that I'm reminding and nagging, mm-hmm. They're hearing it, but just is not having the same physiological response. Exactly. So that's an important thing to know. It's that important. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the, the reminding and nagging sounds like Charlie Brown. Which is why
1: timelines are so important when you want to get the chores done. And uh, the best way I do this is I ask my kids. I'm like, I don't want to nag and remind you. Like, what time are you going to get this done by? And usually my son will be like, I'll get it done right before dinner. Or I'll get it done before bed. And then we have a limit. <laughs> he has even told me the limit and now I can hold him to that limit. So if it comes to dinner time and that dishwasher's not loaded, that's the time I'm like, hey, so we discussed and you said you would get the dishwasher loaded before dinner and it's dinner. And then I just leave it there. And usually it's followed by a sorry. And then. He goes and unloads it. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved.
2: <gasps> yeah.
0: Well, and another way to do this too with the timeline, like with, in our household, again, because like I have said many times, and I even said earlier in this episode, I am divorced. My kids are with me one week out, of, and then they go to their dad's for one week and then back in my house for one week. So because of that, our timeline is difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't say to you, get it done on the weekends, because again, we do our transitions on Fridays. So their weekends are their first couple days back with me. And Mm -hmm. anyone that has a a divorced co-parenting household, you know that kids kind of need a little bit of time to readjust. So weekends which are normally when people do chores, are horrible in our household. It's not a good fit. People get upset and we just can't get things done. So I had to ask my kids when we were dealing out the whole responsibilities, when do you think is a reasonable time for you to get this done? And again, bear in mind, my kids are teenagers. So they know their schedule. They know my daughter knew when she had volleyball after school and she knew when she had youth group. My son knew when he had band practice. Mm-hmm. So they knew what their um, what their limits were. And they each picked a different day. And I'm like, OK, but this is going to be accountable, right? You're going to get it done. And like you said, there had to be a time.
1: There has to be a time. And with
0: our household, we did the same thing you did. We tied it to an event that that is very noticeable in our house. Dinner mm-hmm. has to be done before dinner. And, I, you always, and my family, too, They, I'm great on giving like notifications. They all get a 20-minute notice before dinner. I do the whole Alexa thing, like, Alexa, announcement. And then everybody has 20 minutes until dinner time. And then that is also, they're like, okay, you had notice before dinner when you need to get your chores done. Mm-hmm. So there's no question about it. It's clear. It's concise. Expectations are set.
1: The hard part is getting it clear and concise. And yes. that takes a little bit of work and a little bit of trial and error. So That took
0: a year in our household.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 taking some time here too. Like we just moved to a new house. Uh, our schedules have changed for the summer. And uh, we're cooking a lot more at home too. So now the benefit of that is that there are regularly dishes like the entire dishes need to be done every night because of how many dishes we're using. Yeah, I hear you. Whereas before when we were eating out kind of often, they kind of ebbed didn't flowed based yeah. on when we ate out. So that's changing. So don't be too hard on yourself. If you try this limit and it doesn't work the first time, it's going to take some trial and error.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get there. And another thing too to keep in mind is like if you need a set timeline and you can't do what, what Joy and I are talking about, like where it's like, okay, pick a day when you need it done. Mm-hmm. If you definitely need it set by a timeline that your kids are like, oh, that's too hard. Let them know why. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you asking for that timeline? Yeah, and not and don't make it the whole like because I said so. That didn't work when you were a kid <laughs> either. When your parents <laughs> it said it, work. it just pissed you off. And then you did it out of fear, maybe mm-hmm. if you even did it. So like letting them know, like you just said with the dishwasher, I because you had one too about like unloading the dishwasher. I can't cook. Yeah. If I don't have the dishes that are in the dishwasher.
1: I have to rewash all the dishes to use them for cooking. Right. Which makes it difficult. Right. Uh, We, I have a good one that we have to get this whole dog poop in the yard situation handled. This is my daughter's job. And I think I have a good one for that. It's because I like to sit on the back porch and seeing dog poop right in front of me is not relaxing at all.
0: Oh yeah. That would also make me a little nauseated with the summer smell Yeah, in Phoenix. Like 110 degrees baking dog poop. Not exactly a fun scent. Yeah, you know, just well, that out
1: there. although at that time, I, I won't go into dog poop.
0: <laughs> You're like, Bree, this is way too deep. Just let me
1: finish my story. We can, we can move on from the dog poop. Um, but yeah, the why is so important. Uh, that way they know how they're affecting people.
0: Exactly. And you know what? Also with that, it, I tie it back to this a lot with my kids. Okay, when XYZ doesn't get done, I get stressed out because then this happens, right? Like, So for you, when I go outside in the morning, that's my relaxation time. If I can't have it, if I can't have that relaxation time, I come back and I'm a little bit more stressed, a little bit less cool, might might be a little bit more snippy Mm -hmm. um and that's how those actions directly affect me and then i know that when i'm snippy i call it grumpy mom in my house then i turn into grumpy mom i know you don't like grumpy mom Mm -hmm. you've told me you don't like grumpy mom and guess what i don't like grumpy mom either (laughs) i don't like being grumpy so let's all find a way to not have grumpy mom happen Mm -hmm. and the easiest way is pick up the dog poop
2: (laughs) yeah no one told us the truth about parenthood why
1: No, I think it's good because it's Lily. You're also owning your own emotions. Yes. Because yep. I think a lot of us have been like, oh, it's fine. Relax, Brie. It's not the end of the world. Let and the kids be kids. Let the kids that be kids. And no, I'm sorry. We have emotions too. Um, and saying them and expressing them in respectful ways mm-hmm. is great. It's a great bottle for your kids. Like right now, actually, my daughter is having a hard time expressing her feelings to friends because she's afraid of rejection. And how can our kids learn to express their feelings if they're not shown how to express their feelings?
0: Right. Because how many of us did our our moms growing up do a lot of fine,
1: fine, whatever, or the passive aggressiveness? Why don't you do this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So we've gotten to the point now where we've already talked about Setting the example for doing the chores at home with your significant other. Talking to your family, them all taking up responsibilities, saying they would do it. We talked about having clear expectations on why they need to be done and when. Mm -hmm. So now you did all that. Uh, One kid has to clean the bathroom. It's still not getting done by any, like they're saying they're getting it done, but you walk in there and you're like, yeah, they're still peeling (laughs) the
1: toilet. Like what, what, what do you do next? It's a showing, it's a like teaching example. So a lot of times we go into that situation. I remember I had to clean bathrooms when I was a kid. And I remember my dad coming in and inspecting the bathroom and being like, nope, that's not done. That's not done. And then I get really, really mad. Yeah, you get resentful because you're like... did it. (laughs) So what helps is coming in and working beside your kid at first, especially if they're having trouble with something. Dishes are a great example because there are so many things we intuitively know how to do that our kids don't. For example, in dishes, hot water is your best friend in the entire world. (laughs) And if you don't use hot water to wash dishes, you are always going to have trouble getting those things clean. Yep. And grease and everything.
0: My kids but, didn't understand yeah. scrubbing. That's oh. That's another thing too. Like yeah. you think that everybody understands that you have to scrub stuck on food. Yeah. My kids thought like you just splash a little water on it. Oh, don't come off, mom. Sorry. Don't know what else to do. I'm like
1: <laughs> Throw away the pan. It is yeah. ruined. Yeah. you yeah, <laughs> See that little pad
0: next to you. That's
1: a little rough. Yeah. That's what you use
0: it for. But you know, nobody ever taught them that. Yeah.
1: How are they supposed to know if they're not taught?
0: So we have this amazing uh, tool that we tell parents to use in Common Happy Parenting the whole we do.
1: Mm -hmm. I do, we do, you do. I I
0: always skip that first (laughs) step. I do, we do, we do, you do. So I do. I do it once and have my kid watch. Yeah. Right. And then we do it together. We do it together.
1: And we do last a long time because you're gradually releasing responsibility for the skill. And a lot of kids will approach that and be like, I know how to do it. I could do it. Let me do that. And they'll like try the whole thing after seeing it once. And you'll be like, Well, okay, this was great and this was great. However, let me help you with this part. Right. And
0: some kids, to get them out of that whole like we do and get them into the whole you do factor, some kids need visual aids. This works really great with younger kids Mm -hmm. or kids that are neurodiverse. You can maybe maybe ask them if they would like a checklist yeah. to remind them the things that they need to do, especially if it's something that has multiple steps. So again, like um, maybe the kids have multiple chores in the household, or maybe they have a chore that takes more than one step. Like mm-hmm. my son's job in our house is to vacuum. Mm-hmm. Our house has three floors and two sets of stairs. Yeah. And I constantly am like, he's like, okay, I did my vacuum. And I'm like, did you do the stairs? He's like, oh, I forgot. And he does really well with checklists. So like giving him a checklist that I can put up that's like, okay, vacuuming means floor one, floor two, and the stairs. Mm -hmm. He'll remember to do it that way. That's a great idea.
1: And he appreciates it because I'm not nagging. Yeah. And they also need to be able to make their own mistakes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you need to establish a baseline level of done. So a lot of things that really... I want to say hamper parents when it comes to chores. Okay, Is we hear, well, they don't do it the way I want it done.
3: Ah. or they
1: don't do it the way I do it, or I do it better. And so it's really deciding what is the minimum standard? for this chore that needs to be done.
0: That is a true point because even with older kids like teenagers, expecting them to do something at the same skill level as you can do it, and Mm -hmm. let's just say you're my age, you are 42, you have 42 years of experience on this planet, lots of years setting things up the way that you want them set up, you cannot. It's just not realistic to have the same expectations for your for your kids.
1: Yep. So. You can for your spouse, I think. <laughs> uh, no, not I think for not your my spouse, spouse
0: either. I can be Well, you know what? They don't have to do it the exact same way I do it. You're no. right because oh, that is I sorry. You are 100% correct because I see where you're going with this. You're going to talk about delegating.
1: Well, you have, yeah, you have to delegate it. Um, and when you delegate something, you can't expect it to be done at the same level as you do it um, because that's not delegating. It's Delegating right. is giving someone complete control over the chore, which is why it's good to do like minimum standard. Mm-hmm. In Eve Rodsky's book, Fair Play, she talks about how it was her husband's job to take out the trash and there would be like these boxes of pizza, pizza boxes stacked up near the trash. And she would keep getting mad and keep getting mad until she realized that, hey, when she met her husband in college, this is how they handled pizza boxes. Like they would stack them as high as they could before they took them out. So they'd never discussed that. OK, taking out the trash means like the pizza boxes. Like, she wanted them gone, basically. Yeah. So when she came with that discussion, been like, I'm really bothered by the pizza boxes and opened that up, they were able to come to an agreement that way of, hey, pizza boxes, it's taking out the trash.
0: And I think that's a big thing, too, because you don't always know what might be irritating somebody else Mm -hmm. unless they tell you. So you have to have that open conversation. Okay, so we've talked about all of this. It's still not getting done. There is one thing that I feel like we talk about a lot too with Common Happy Parenting that is super effective with this. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Your, your kiddo still isn't getting their chores done and you're like, I don't know what else to do. Now they're asking like for to go hang out with their friends or now it's time to go to soccer practice. This is a real effective one.
1: Well, it goes back to establishing that limit. Yes. So when they tell you, OK, it's going to be done by dinner and then they ask to go out with their friends and you know that there's not enough time between dinner and friends, you could pull out the when then be like, yeah, when you unload the dishwasher, then you can go out with your friends. Totally. Cool. Yeah.
0: Sounds yeah. fun. We do this one in our household and I hope that, you know, well, not that I hope, you guys are our No Guilt Mom community, so you're not going to be judgy on this one. But a big one we have to do with one of my kids is the whole, when you get your chores done, then you get a ride to youth group. Mm-hmm. Like. That's just how it goes. That is something that one of my kiddos really, really, really looks forward to. Mm -hmm. And so, and she picked that day, (laughs) you know which kid it is now, she picked that day for her day to get her chores done. And so we're like, okay, great. When they're done, that's when you get a ride. And I can tell you there's plenty of days, plenty of weeks. Where it comes down to the wire. Like uh-huh. those chores are getting done like 20 minutes before it's time to go. But they're done. But they're done and they meet the minimal expectations. Yeah. Because she has timed that sucker down and she has figured out how to get it done in like 20 minutes. More power to you. Mm-hmm. But it's very effective when you stick with the when this. The then, then this.
1: And it's not a punishment. It's yeah. just saying this yeah. is the order things need to happen in. Yeah. And that's all. Yeah. So I mean in this, these are all
0: of these ideas that we've given, all these strategies work with kids of all ages. They honestly. do. You
1: can adapt them from everyone from your grade schooler or even start a little bit with preschooler. Very small steps there Yeah, um, to your high schooler. Uh, it really works and it really comes down to just time expectations and having that discussion about what's the minimal standard. I want to say minimum standard of care. <laughs>
0: but- <laughs> so hey, take a moment. Send us an email at hello at nogutmom.com. Tell us if you use these strategies and how they worked. Or better yet, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, give us a rate and review. Let us know what you thought of this episode. What do you think about this? You think this is going to help with chores? Did it help with chores in your household?
1: And please share with your friends. Share this podcast with everyone that you talk to. You could be like, hey, I was listening to a really cool podcast episode and I heard this. Oh, what's the podcast? Oh, it's No Guilt Mom. <laughs> and if you'd like stickers, make sure to email us, hello at noguiltmom.com. And just tell us how you shared it and your address. And we'll send you a sticker.
0: Yes, we shall because we like to share the whole No Guilt Mom. We yeah, share it with
1: everybody. So until next time, remember, best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by.
3: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do?